Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number six of Revelation chapter four. And we're currently looking at verse five, which says, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And we're at the point of the verse where we are in the second half of verse 5 that speaks of these seven lamps of fire burning before the throne. And like anything else or everything else in the Bible, we have to turn to the Bible itself for assistance in order to understand what God is saying. What are these seven lamps that he's speaking of the seven lamps of fire that are burning before the throne, and that's the throne of God himself, which are the seven spirits of God. And we check the Bible and we find, yes, there is reference made to seven lamps in the Old Testament. In the book of Exodus, actually more than once, but in Exodus 25, it says in beginning in verse 31, And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold of beaten work. Shall the candlestick be made? His shaft and his branches, his bowls, his knops and his flowers shall be of the same. And six branches shall come out of the sides of it. Three branches of the candlestick out of the one side and three branches of the candlestick out of the other side. Three bowls made like unto almonds with a knop and a flower in one branch and three bowls made like almonds in the other branch with a knop and a flower. So in the six branches that come out of the candlestick and in the candlestick shall be four bowls made like unto almonds with their knops and their flowers. And there shall be a knop under two branches of the same and a knop under two branches of the same and a knop under two branches of the same according to the six branches that proceed out of the candlestick. Their knops and their branches shall be of the same. All it shall be one beaten work of pure gold. And thou shalt make the seven lamps thereof, and they shall light the lamps thereof, that they may give light over against it. So we find with the candlestick, which was made of pure gold, and set against the table that this candlestick had seven lamps and the lamps were to be lit that they may give light over against it. And if you light a candlestick in, in that time, of course, it wasn't electric. It was lit with fire. And, and so the lamp would be burning. And uh, that fits our language of our verse in Revelation chapter 4, verse 5. There were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne. Now, also in Exodus, in chapter 40, the last chapter of the book of Exodus, we read in verse 24, And he put the candlestick in the tent of the congregation over against the table, on the side of the tabernacle southward. And he lighted the lamps before Jehovah as Jehovah commanded Moses. And that identifies with the lamps 
burning before the throne of God. As here in the wilderness sojourn, when Israel worshipped the Lord by this tabernacle that God had constructed, they lit the candlestick with its seven lamps and the lamps burned before Jehovah, before his throne. Now, the Bible also refers to seven lamps in the book of Zechariah. In Zechariah chapter 4, we uh, read a little bit more information concerning these lamps. I'll start reading in verse 1 that says, And the angel that talked with me came again and, and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep, and said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof, and two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side thereof. And then a little further along, in the same chapter, in verse 10, we read there, For who has despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice, and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of Jehovah, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick, and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again, and said unto him, What be these two olive branches which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves? And he answered me, and said, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my lord. Then said he, These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. And here we find that in Zechariah 4, the candlestick is in view with a bowl upon it on the top of it and seven lamps thereon with seven pipes to the seven lamps. And these seven pipes are uh, releasing the oil, it appears, and the two olive trees are on either side of the candlestick with these seven lamps and seven pipes. And the the two olive trees, one upon the right side, the other on the left, are said to be the two olive branches which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves. So the image seems to be that the oil from the candlestick and its seven lamps is flowing forth to the two olive trees or the two olive branches. Now, uh, God also calls these two olive branches the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. And we find um, further explanation as to who the two olive trees are in the book of Revelation in chapter 11, when we read of God's two witnesses it says in verse 3, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth, 
These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And and now we have um, the Bible's definition of the two olive trees. They are the two witnesses. And the two olive trees were next to the candlestick as the oil went forth. And and how can we understand this? Well, the candlestick, we know, represents the light of God. God is light. And, and the seven lamps identify with the Spirit of God, with the Word of God. The Bible tells us, Thy Word is a lamp. And so the seven lamps represent the perfection of the Spirit of God. And they give their oil to the two anointed ones. Actually, the word anointed in Zechariah 4 is only translated as anointed there. It's normally translated as oil. The two that receive the oil. Just as uh, we find in the parable of Matthew 25, when the ten virgins all have lamps, but the five wise possess oil, and the five foolish had no oil for their lamps, and so their lamp went out. And this relates to the Word of God. We need God's Spirit to enlighten our darkness within, in our soul. We need the Holy Spirit to come dwell within us, and then we'll have oil for our lamp, which is the Bible. That is, God's Spirit will open up our eyes and our understanding to see truth, to to discover what God has hidden in the mystery of the gospel, his word. And if we lack the oil, if uh, we profess to be a Christian, yes, we might have lamps, we have Bibles, we have all the language that identifies with Christianity, but we lack the crucial element of oil, the Spirit of God to enlighten first our own darkness in order that we can comprehend the Word of God. And this is why many just do not understand the Bible. You can carefully and diligently go over teaching after teaching of the Scripture very carefully with two people One will understand because they have God's spirit and they hear his voice. They see the wise will understand. The other doesn't get it. They just shake their head. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't follow you. I don't get why you keep jumping around comparing scripture with scripture. It doesn't make any sense to me because they lack the oil of the Holy Spirit, and and therefore their lamp is dark. Well, the two witnesses, who are they anyway? The two witnesses are likened to Moses and Elijah. When the Lord Jesus Christ appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration, two men appeared with him, Moses and Elijah, and they all shine brilliantly. And 
And that's because they are enlightened by the Spirit of God. The two witnesses are uh, Moses and Elijah because Moses uh, is representative of the law of God and Elijah, the prophets. And at that time, that's all the Bible was, the Old Testament, the law and the prophets. And, and so they represented the word of God. It is the spirit of God typified by the seven lamps of God that empties out its oil into the two witnesses that stand by. And then the word of God is enlightened. Uh, you know, there's an interesting verse in Revelation 18 that says in verse 1, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. That's what God has done when he first began to evangelize the world with the church age. He sent forth his people carrying the gospel, and the the two witnesses were prophesying, as we read in Revelation 11. But then it was God's plan to loose Satan. And he was loosed, and he came up out of the bottomless pit, and made war against them, and overcame them, and killed them. And and that was at the beginning of the Great Tribulation, which was also the end of the church age, back in May of 1988. And then for a, a period of time, for 2300 evening mornings, God was not evangelizing the world, using the churches, because the church age had come to an end. And he was not evangelizing the world with the latter rain, because that period had not yet begun. And so this was a sort of a dark and dreary time, wherein virtually no one was being saved, because the Spirit of God had departed out of the churches already, and that meant that no one could be saved within the congregations. And God's people did not yet realize the necessity for evangelizing outside of the congregations. There there could have been some of that going on. God could have possibly blessed an individual here or there, but virtually no one was being saved. And so the two witnesses, the witness of the Bible, the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit that he first poured out to evangelize the world with the churches, it was finished as these two witnesses were slain, in a sense, until the point uh, which the Bible here calls three and a half days. Their dead bodies were laying in the street. And and then it says um, in verse 10 of Revelation 11, And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them, and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And here God is calling the two witnesses two prophets, as they relate to the uh, the Bible itself. And then in verse 11, And after three days and a half, this would uh, typify the 2300 evening mornings, part of the Great Tribulation. 
after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them. Notice again, the spirit of life, the spirit of God enters into the two witnesses and they stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And this we can liken to the oil coming forth from the candlestick with its seven lamps, the seven spirits of God. They were dormant for a time according to God's timetable of and his plan for times and seasons. And yet it, at, at the proper point, at, at the beginning of the latter rain, which came 2300 evening mornings after the Great Tribulation began in September of 1994, then once again it was as though the oil was coming forth from the candlestick from the seven lamps of God and the seven spirits of God, now we're entering again into the word of God. And the word of God was going forth magnificently outside of the churches and congregations in order to save a great multitude of sinners from all over the nations around the world and uh, all these people would be found outside of the churches, uh, as the Bible indicates. None were saved within the churches during this little season of the Great Tribulation. And uh, this is um, the wonderful climax to God's salvation plan for this world, as finally, when the two witnesses or two prophets would complete their work, as the word of God, the Bible would finish um, saving all of God's elect whose names were written in the Lamb's book of life, then the salvation plan of God would be complete. And uh, by May 21 of 2011, when the Great Tribulation came to a close, and now we've entered into those days after that tribulation. Well, uh, th- this is the language that we're finding here uh, as God actually is preparing us for the uh, information, the divine revelation to come that we'll find later in the book of Revelation. He is setting the stage in a sense by having us begin to check out these things and become familiar with them. And here in Revelation 4, 5, we, we read of the seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God, the perfection of God's Holy Spirit. And then uh, going on to verse 6, And before the throne there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts or four living creatures full of eyes before and behind. Now, uh, here we're reading again more information concerning what is before the throne of God. There's, there's a lot of spiritual activity going on in God's throne room in his kingdom of heaven. And here we see something additional. Before the throne, a sea of glass, which is like unto crystal. Now, this language 
agrees with or matches the language we find in Revelation chapter 15. And I'll, I'll read a few verses here, beginning in verse 1. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee, for thy judgments are made manifest. And after that I looked, and behold, the temple, the tabernacle, the testimony in heaven was open, and the seven angels came out of the temple having the seven plagues clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. Well, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of, of important statements here for us to look at, but of course we're not uh, at this point in our study of the book of Revelation. If we go over everything now while we're studying Revelation chapter 4, well, it'll be anticlimactic when we finally do reach Revelation 15. But it is important for us to understand that the sea of glass mentioned here in Revelation chapter 15, as well as in our verse in Revelation 4 verse 6, has to do with the brazen sea that Solomon had made for his temple. And... The seven angels or messengers coming out of the temple, as it says here in verse 6 of Revelation 15, has everything to do with Solomon's temple and, and the fact that the priests of God came out of Solomon's temple once it was completed. Now, uh, we don't have time to get into these things right now in this study, but Lord willing, uh, in our next Bible study, we'll go back to the book of Second Chronicles and we'll look a little bit more closely at the molten sea that Solomon had made and some of the events that took place um, at that time, and we'll see how it relates to Revelation 15 a little bit. And, and it will help us better understand the statement that we find in Revelation 4, verse 6.